Hello and welcome to the Cross Conference Cast. This is Joan Stewart. And this is Ruth Moore. What? Come on, Ruth. Get excited. I, the, again, the Mac again. Herman, the Mac Herman Trophy Award list has been <laughs> announced. You can't get excited about that? Uh, have you seen the Mac Herman Trophy list? <laughs> well, yes. But I was more talking about that there is a list now. You love lists. Oh, yes. Yes, I do. Oh, I am so excited. About this is going to be an amazing podcast. Here we go. Good. Up, 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 up with people. Um, it's Tuesday, August 20th, 2013. Um, it's been two weeks since our last show. Good, good for us. Recording regularly. Why are we doing this? Why are we doing this to ourselves? Because we know we're not going to do it during the fall season. No, we are. We totally are. We are. <laughs> We better. <laughs> we we have a lot to talk about during the fall season, um, and we have a lot to talk about because uh, so many things have happened. No diseases on my end, none. Pretty. Healthy. I don't have any. I'm uh, clean. It's good. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. Uh, but lots of women's soccer stuff. I don't think we have any television talk to do. No. We, we already talked about Orange is the New Black, and you don't watch Switched at Birth or Degrassi, so I can't really rage to you <laughs> about these things. Um, so why don't we just jump right into Newsol? Okay. Uh, NWSL. Uh, the playoffs are, are have already been set, and they're going to happen this weekend. Um, but there were some pretty crazy things happening Uh to get them the way that they are. Uh, I went to uh, Seattle with the Rose City Riveters on the on their little bus. It was a big bus. I shouldn't say little. Um, it was a big bus. It had a keg. There was there was beer. There were beers consumed. What um, kind of beer? Uh, Widmer uh, Green and Gold. I guess it's a special special beer for the for the Timbers, and that's what they sell at gelled wine so they had a can of that it was nice it was lovely it was, it was a good beer and other of other members of the river shared with me their their beverages and uh and and snacks and uh um i felt kind of nerdy because everybody else had like wonderful like jerky and triscuits and i had like a peach from my csa i it was a good it was a good ride um fun times and really great people who care very deeply about um the sport and the league uh and, and there were a lot of people there could have been more like actually at the game they probably should have could have done two buses if there had not been a timbers home game the same day and i had a really interesting conversation with a couple of them who are also in the timbers army like what made them decide to go uh to the thorns rather than the timbers um and we'll have to talk about that later um when we really get into supporters group but it was it was kind of interesting to see you know all those people support the timbers and probably if there had not been a thorns game would have been at the timbers game um so it was really great to see that people took the time out to travel up to seattle to go see the thorns and like really they made it something special at that game um, for the Thorns for their last 
uh, regular season game. The Thorns are in the playoffs. Um, sort of. <laughs> more or less in the playoffs. Um, anyway, the actual game, uh, right, I think Megan Rapino scored in like the fourth minute. Uh, and it was, it was a really, it was, that was a fun goal for her. Um, very tricky. But then um, uh, the Thorns tied it up not too long after. And then Christine Sinclair on, on both goals, the, the one that tied it up. And the go-ahead goal in the second half, she's amazing. Christine Sinclair. Uh, but everybody knows that, but we didn't really get to see it as much this season um, for reasons <laughs> uh, that, that hopefully might be adjusted next season. We'll see. We'll we'll talk about that after the the entire season's over. Maybe what what each team needs to do, and there are a lot of things that the Thorns need to do. But Starfire, wait, you haven't been you haven't been up to Seattle yet, right? I haven't been out west yet. You haven't been out yet west yet. Oh, um, but you're going. You're going to. Um, Fingers crossed. Oh shoot, my pen's getting all crazy. Um, Starfire Stadium, it's, I called it kind of like a mini soccerplex, um, except like, it's more Closer inconvenient, huh? Oh, more inconvenient. More inconvenient. Um, well, I don't know, something. I don't know about going from the city, from the actual city of Seattle, if it, if that's more inconvenient. I'm more thinking of like the parking situation and, um... The setup of the actual field is kind of awkward because, you know, the, at the soccerplex, it's kind of surrounded, like, by other smaller fields, you know, for recreational stuff and, and other club teams and, and whatnot. Um, but you can go right up to the soccerplex. Like, you can park right around it and go right right up to it, and it's a nice field. Um but Starfire is like you have to walk. You have to walk past a, a a rec field, a turf rec field, especially if you're in the bleachers, which is not the covered part. Also, the sound is really poor. Um, they 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 only managed to sell out twice. I think was it twice? Do you know? Um, but that would that would probably be about right. There's no way they sold out when. Solo and Rapino went there. Yeah, um, yeah. I, well, that's right because they they had to. W- Keelan Winters promised to get on Twitter when they sold out, and she did not get on Twitter for quite some time. Um, <laughs> she didn't use her account, but yeah, you know. she still doesn't anymore. I wonder why she left. We'll have to talk to her again. Um, there were a lot of a lot of pilots on the field, so that was nice. Um, and it, and I appreciated that the rain really seemed like they wanted to end their season with a win. I don't know, maybe it was sort of a, the rivalry thing, but I, but it just seemed like okay, they really wanted to win. It did. They, um, sorry, that was my phone. Uh, Kristen, my friend, telling me that she's watching Switch to Birth. Maybe she should phone in. Maybe she should take a little intermission. <laughs> talk to her. She'd be a great. She doesn't like sports at all. <laughs> uh, and 
I don't know what to say about that. No. Um, and the thorns were kind of, they have the same problems they had all year, except, um, in this case, Alex Morgan, obviously still not starting. She, she's injured her knee in Boston, maybe available for the playoffs. And they kept Tobin Heath on the bench. And in a way, I think it kind of made the focus to be obviously Christine Sinclair, which sort of helped (laughs) like, cause she's amazing. Oh my gosh. There was, I think on that second goal, the ball bounced in a very weird way when she was, when she was gathering it up. I was like, how did you even know that the ball was going to go that way? A lot of it had to do with the fact that my contacts were blurry and I'm an old lady. Um, (laughs) but it was, it was a, it was a fun game. I, I sat in the wrong area, really. I sat at the very, very end with the, the riveters. I was afraid to not sit with them because I, I, they were my ride. <laughs> so I was like, I don't, want to, I don't want any surprises about the bus. I know it's America, and I'm mostly white, and I have good credit, so nothing really bad's going to happen to me. But I didn't want to have to like worry about getting a train ticket or something. Yeah, um, Seattle's terrifying. <laughs> Seattle is pretty scary. Um, I mean, it was great that they sold out, too, because I think there was a Sounders game. There was uh, Seahawks. And I don't know if baseball is happening. No, it's not Seahawks. Maybe it was the Mariners. I know there's also a hemp fest, I, I think. <laughs> um, so they, they oh. But they had a good crowd. Um and uh, there, there's so many positives that the rain has to build on uh, for for next year. But um, we spent I spent too long talking about them. I'm gonna have to cut all of this out. Uh, no, no, I think that's good. Like we don't we don't really get to talk about good things about Seattle much. Um, we do. We have. They're doing well. Um, or, I feel like you know they're they they need that little extra push because it does seem like you know they didn't get their pieces until late and, and they uh, still don't have all their pieces i think their defense needs less canadians <laughs> a bit of work a little bit of work and um i think they need a pure goal score which i think they thought they were gonna get i think they thought that's a good sentence joan um in amy rodriguez before she decided to have the baby um, oh, who banks on A Rod for pure goal scoring? Come on, guys. Philadelphia. Get it <laughs> well, that was a special case. I don't know if, if Harvey um, got the same thing out of A Rod that that Riley did. Um. Anyway, moving on. Thorns won, and it was a six-point weekend. As as the Riveters were very excited to point out, because. Um, the Timbers won two one against FC Dallas as well. Um, everybody was excited. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, FC Kansas City hosted the Chicago Red Stars, uh, and uh, Chicago Red Stars ending their season with a win, with a two one win, a very surprising win uh, against against uh, what is really the best team in the league, though they managed to not win the. Uh, the regular season. I, I don't know. Maybe FC Kansas City was resting people. Were they not really wanting to? Well, go they had to. It? They had to pull Leanne Robinson to protect her from injury, um, and I, which I think is a good move. Um, they know that she's I mean, up until that point she had played every minute of every game, 
Um, and so it's it, clearly she's important to them and important to their defense. Um, and it showed once they pulled her off the field. Like, uh, not that the defense was doing that well to begin with for some reason. Um, but they pulled her and they put in Jones. And yeah, Jones scored, but then everything fell apart. And, Aww. Um, yeah, I, I, that, I mean, it's, that's good for the Red Stars, and I watched part of the feed, but that, I mean, their broadcast team was a little rough, and I have a hard time looking at the field. I know that the players have said that, I mean, that, that the field, that the lines don't really interfere, like, you just get over it. And it's no problem, but as a spectator, it's the worst. <laughs> um, which we can say, we can definitely say that you know football lines and lacrosse lines are bad because we don't have any money. Um, <laughs> and if we did have money, it would not be appropriate for us to say that it's not okay <laughs> to have to have professional teams playing on uh, fields with football lines and lacrosse lines. It would be cruel of us to say that well kansas city to be fair their football lines aren't as uh, bothersome as some of the football lines we've had in the past really i think they're all kind of the same (laughs) well they're not like at least at least when i was watching i wasn't bothered as much like it was it didn't feel like a million different colors and you know like uh, i i at least sort of knew what lines the players were playing with um. Yeah, I mean, you you can kind of get over it if you really love the sport and are dedicated to watching that game. But it's rough. It's just rough. Um, anyway, congratulations to the Chicago Red Stars again. Another team that didn't, you know, light up the season at the start and then, you know, had some really good games at the beginning um I'm sorry at the end (laughs) had really great games there at the end um and able to come back from adversity Um, hopefully they'll I mean they they do have they do have some draft picks this year right that of this uh let's let's not talk about drafts because drafts don't there's like so many of them yeah you're right you're right um, and we have no idea what's going on with allocation. And speaking of another team that um, came came back this season, well, they didn't really come back this season. <laughs> they <laughs> sort of like appeared this season. They were like, "Oh, we're still around this season." Washington Spirit uh, pull out a win against Sky Blue FC. Who? Quick editor's note: They tied. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hmm. <laughs> They're in the playoffs, so good for them. Uh, and and as a result um, of that, what Western New York Flash are the regular season champs, which nobody really cares. About. I mean, as an as an organization, they've won a lot, but I don't know. They they just don't seem to like really capture the hearts of fans across the country or maybe that's maybe i'm making that up i don't know have they captured your heart they're about as close to new jersey as you can get without being in new jersey what do you mean by that like that's about as much as i remember them (laughs) they're maybe a step above new jersey (laughs) 
Um, like they were, I I did see them play live. Um, I think my first game of the season, and they were they were pretty interesting then. Um, and since then, I just haven't cared. Um, it's really hard to care about a team that you know um, everything's focused on Abby Wambach, and you know she broke that scoring record and whatever, whatever. Carly Lloyd. That was the U.S. scoring record, but in in. Yeah, but it's still, it doesn't matter. It's Abby Wambach. Like, I, <laughs> well, I couldn't care less when the whole team just talks about the national team. She did score an amazing goal, uh, that snap header, which I don't even know if she really thought that was going to be a goal or what, because it seems impossible. It just happened to hit her head correctly. She happened to do something incredible with chain, like, just her head and her body to make that ball go in the corner um if you haven't seen the video of it it's it's pretty amazing like she, i mean she's great she's a great player um why are we even mentioning that? Why do I even have to say? I don't want to say anything about that. Anyway, Western New York Flash are the champions of the regular season. They will host Sky Blue FC. So that's, that, I guess that's good for Sky Blue that they don't have to travel very far. Um, we'll talk about that in a bit. Um, good. I mean, so good for them. Good for them. Uh, I'm not excited. I don't, I, I think, I think that's the, the, semi-final that no one wants to see. <laughs> um, uh, it would also be a final that no one would want to see. Yeah, well, I guess let's talk about the playoffs now and then and then other news that people have mentioned uh, later. Um, uh, Kelly O'Hara is out with an ankle injury for a while, so they won't have her. I, I don't think Sky Blue FC is going to pull this off. They've just been I don't know. They're, they've been going down for <laughs> a couple of weeks. Um, I I just don't think they can do it. I think Western New York Flash has more quality. They have the home field advantage. Um, they're more consistent. Yeah, they are more consistent. Uh, that's about. That's, I mean, that's all I, I have on, on that. I think I think Western New York Flash are going to host. Um, and then Portland this Saturday is, is, is traveling to FC Kansas City. Um, yeah. Good job, guys. <laughs> like, what? how do we feel about that? Do you have any thoughts on... I'm really disappointed. Um, I mean, that should be the final game, FC Kansas City and Portland. Um, but on the other hand, Portland just kind of sucks. Yeah, like. Portland over... <laughs> I, I, I can't even say that they overperformed, but they just managed to win enough to be in the position that they are, and I hope at the end of the year, like, people don't... Like, the people in charge don't think that this was a successful season. Uh, because yeah, because when you look at that roster, and you look at the, the facilities they have, and you know, all the pieces were there for them to have a really good season... Um, and it just goes to show what uh, what impact management has on the game. <laughs> um, it's not all about the players. 
unless Portland does something spectacular, I think FC Kansas City are going to tidily walk away with uh, a, a pass to the final. Um, and uh, I don't... I. I don't know. I would, I would prefer of of Western New York Flash FC Kansas City of that final. I would prefer if FC Kansas City were to win it all. Um, I can see that being a very toughly contested <laughs> final. I can see a lot of yellow cards, a lot of injuries. <laughs> very typical American soccer game. No, no. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, anyway, that, that that's the playoffs, and uh, we'll see. I don't think we'll have an episode until after the final, because I will be in Austin starting this Saturday for a while. Um, yeah, college season, which we'll talk about later. Um, in, in other adjacent Newsel news, let's see, Megan Rapino had this really good interview with Soccer Wire about... Um, just about about the Newsel season, a little bit about her time in France... Um, and I think the, the biggest takeaways from that interview, did you read it? I skimmed it, yeah. Yeah. Um, were that she doesn't really feel the need to come to Portland. Um, it was so diplomatically put. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, she's sticking with Seattle. And I c- could not blame her one bit. I mean, she's already got a house or apartment or whatever um, uh, in Portland. And. Uh, and some ideas about what Newsom needs to improve. Uh, but the thing about um, not playing for Portland and staying in Seattle is like is, is sort of like the things that she said about about her reasons to to stay in Seattle were really impressive. You know, wanting to build something there and um, liking the organization in Seattle, probably liking the coaching, the style of play. Um, and, and like, and coming and, and seeing her perspective, that's interesting because she wants to be a part of building something there. Like she could come to Portland and already, she's already a superstar here. She will already be adored. There's already something here. She will just be put into something where, you know, they will adore her. Um, and there will be a lot of people doing it, uh, but she won't really be building anything like in Seattle. That's a different story. She can be a part of building something basically from the ground up. Um, and it could be really amazing there. It's it's really interesting what they already started building this year. And I think one of the best things about about what Megan Rapinoe had to say was, you know, this is this is coming after she essentially skipped out on half the season to go play in France. Um, I mean, she clearly wasn't that thrilled to be playing in Seattle to start, um, and and she kind of admits that, would you say? Mm-hmm. And um, so it's it's really nice to see this this change of heart um, and this investment in in where she's at not just settling but like wanting to to really 
like you said, build something there. Mm-hmm. Um, she had just a lot of really smart things to say. It was very uh, refreshing. And, it, I mean, it was nice to see someone say, like, oh, I'm, you know, looking forward to, to really to really building this, um, you know, for the team, for that organization. And it's something you, you don't get to hear said from other national team players and where they are. Like, you don't hear that from players on the Spirit or Western New York Flash. They're just there to hopefully make their team win, you know? Right. Um, We've got the best fr- fans, and they were already here, and the, there's so much support in the community. Seattle doesn't have that. <laughs> right. Right. And, I mean, they, they can get, like, a, a solid chunk, but it's only it can only go up for them. Um, and, which is actually true of all the other teams, but they don't seem to frame it that way. Um, yeah, everything has to be a success story right off the bat, which is weird because we like the underdog. Yeah, and we also love winners. I don't. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's a great interview. We'll, we'll link to it in the in the show notes. Pretty pretty good stuff from her um obviously she well not obviously but she did mention i think the lines the football lines field fields of football lines and the cross line yeah so nobody's taking her to task for mentioning that maybe (laughs) their professional league shouldn't be playing on a field with a jillion lines um anyway uh and then moving on there was a interesting article a uh, uh, interview with um, Mexico coach uh, Leo, Leo Leo Cuellar uh, about the effect that the, that Newsol has had on um, Mexican allocations and he's kind of upset that his players aren't really getting a lot of playing time and rightfully so absolutely um, there there's there's certainly, I mean, there's something to be said about, you know, getting regular practices at a high level, you know, but if they're not getting that game time, you know, that's, that's not so great. Like, and we don't, we can't really speak to, you know, we can say, yeah, they're getting practice time at a high level, but, um, like, we don't know for certain, like how, how included they are in the practices, how well integrated they are in the practices. Um, I don't know. I just... Portland's practices, that's for sure. (laughs) Like, if you know you're not going to play these players, how much are you really giving them in practice? Right. Right. Uh, Are they... Yeah. Are they really competing for a starting spot? That sort of thing. Because, like, um, you can see some of them in, in warm-ups. Like, they know they're not going to see the field. Mm-hmm. And no one's really making an, an effort to, to connect with them. Like, it's, I don't know, it's been disheartening. Um, but at the same time, you know, I, I think Mexico's got a good point. Like, we're going to wait and see, depending on what you do with allocation, since we all know that allocation was really screwed up. Um and there has been talk of reallocation. So we'll see how that goes. That would be fine. <laughs> if it's uh, actually done right this time. If it's just more of the same, then... 
Well, I mean, allocation is just... I mean, is there a good allocation? Is there such a thing as a, as a really great allocation? No, but I... We don't have any we don't have any examples for it. So, I mean, someone's going to get screwed no matter what, or figuratively screwed, but it's, it's like, this is not the NFL draft. You know, this is a very, this is a brand new league once again. Um, I, I mean, just look at MLS and the, the shit storm that Dempsey caused. Um, I, by by coming over and having MLS play his play his transfer fee, basically having every other team pay for him to go to Seattle, like like to to expect a really nice, really even handed uh, allocation is absurdity. It's it's uh, it, it doesn't exist. It it's there's. You you won't see anything like it, and it's it's kind of silly to expect. I think. I wonder. I wonder if a case could be made for, um, like you know that, you know that it, two of your players have to go to each team in allocation. If you can at least find a way to limit, like, like pair them off, um, you know make sure that you've got a goalkeeper going with a defender so that at least you're building that connection. At least they can get that much out of, out of, uh, you know, this high level of practice. Oh, you mean for Mexicans? Yeah. I could see that. I mean, but it's, it's more, I mean, the teams get, try to get what they need and what they want. Um, That's the other thing. It'd be nice if the teams could do that. (laughs) Because... You just—it obviously didn't happen this last time, this first time. Maybe they should allocate UNC players. No, I—I don't—I don't know. Like we can complain, but what? What exactly is the is the expectation, and how do you, and how would you achieve that? I—I I agree that it is kind of problematic that so few Mexican players have played. Um, like if you look at who benefited most from WUSA, um, Canada really, and they didn't benefit because their players got a lot of practice time. Um, their players were, you know, playing, starting, um, and and playing in that you know high level league consistently. I there's there's a mystery there. I mean, some obviously. Uh, um, Noyola and and Coyar playing, but no, it is it is rather disappointing. Um, uh, and I don't know if there has to be rules in place because nobody, nobody every, everybody wants, wants fairness, but nobody wants their hands tied. But at the same time, it's like I don't buy the argument that you know their their level of play isn't good enough for them to be on the field. Their level of fitness isn't good enough for them to be on the field. Like if you look at some of the players oh, that certainly. have gotten minutes, like there's you can't make that argument against Mexico. No, no, you can't. I mean, just look at <clears throat> Portland, <laughs> Thorns. <laughs> uh, I mean. 
from from that perspective, it was like, well, gosh, I would really like some rules in place so they so that Portland would have some Mexican players on their roster and they would be played. So we don't, if only to provide an alternative to what is currently there, <laughs> um, which is a mean. I, I like. I hate. Like th- that's such a sucky thing to to want to put in place. You wish that oh gosh the coach would you know take advantage of having um, a Mexican player allocations um, but I mm, <laughs> I don't know I, hopefully you know I think this article did uh, stir up a lot of discussion so good on Equalizer for doing that and hopefully we'll see something uh, next year because I, and 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 good for them for doing that because I don't know that's something that other news outlets would have asked for or reported on. Mm-hmm. Um, is ESPN really giving giving <laughs> news all the time of day? Probably aren't not. they aren't they busy with the ninety niners? Oh, they are busy with the ninety niners. Um, that's yeah, let's let's just let's call it quits on Newsom. We got bigger, better things to talk about, like ESPN. I agree. This has been uh, too long. I'm really gonna. I, I wanted to make this under an hour, but it's not gonna happen. Um. Okay, so let's take a break, and then uh, we'll come right back and we'll talk about uh, the 99ers documentary and the college season. Hurrah! Yay! Yay. We'll be right back with the Cross Comments Cast. Hello, this is Joan. And this is Drew. And we are back at the cross-conference cast. We took a break, an extended break. Though for you listeners, you won't notice it. But believe me, it was long and it was necessary. Um, and once again, it's Tuesday, August the 20th. Um, and we just have some a, a couple quick things that I wanted to wrap up regarding Newsol Because during the break, Rookie of the Year was announced and it is Erica Timrak. Yay! Um, which is, I cannot argue with that. That's a really great choice. Uh, the it's a really surprising choice. Is it? I mean, because it is the, the right choice. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess of the the, the runners up were uh, Adriana French, also a good choice. Sydney Larue. Um, also, I mean, that's a good, that's a good choice too. Uh, I, I can't really argue with any of those options. Um, and they're not in any shady gray area. Right. And, and let's look at, you know, the the first timers in this league. Uh, and there's, you know, there's some really great standouts on almost every team. Uh, certainly for Portland, Monashim has been wonderful. Yay, Bronco. Yeah, really, really great. Um, deserves the 
adoration that she receives from the fans, and she okay. Right she back went. To them. She went from being undrafted and unsure of where she would play to starting for the Portland Thorns. Like, how incredible is that? Yeah, and to give Portland a tiny amount of credit, they did that pretty well with a couple of undrafted players, Mana Shim in particular, and also Danny Foxhoven. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Tiff Weimer hasn't quite lit up, lit up the season yet, but she didn't have as long to do so. So, I mean, she, she, she kind of just did get into the team uh, at the same time as uh, uh, Tobin Heath through yeah. no fault of her own. <laughs> to be fair, though, you know, Tiff and Danny, neither one count as rookies. Right. That's true. That is true. Um, but, I mean, that of in terms of getting players who were not drafted, mm-hmm. I, I guess they were the ones to do it. I mean, who else is going <laughs> to? <laughs> anyway. Um, and, and some tidbits of, of players going overseas after their, their season, you know, obviously not in the playoffs, Seattle and Spirit, some of their players going overseas to uh, Sweden, uh, Jessica Fishlock back to Glasgow City. Um, for Seattle, uh, Renee Cuellar and, and Ellie Reed have been uh, allowed to go to Sweden. Though I'm not sure what team it, that they'll, they'll be going to, if they're going to the same one or separate ones. Um Good for them. Good for them for continuing to uh, um, train and play competitively uh, in the in the NWSL off season. I would have preferred Ellie Reed to go to Germany. I just think that's I I could see that improving her game. But Sweden's no pushover league either. So um, for the Spirit, uh, Alex Krieger and Ashlyn Harris went to, to Sweden and to have some interviews up already going to Tyreso. Tyreso? Maybe just Tyrese. <laughs> Tiraso? Tiramisu. Uh, and you have a note here about the Martinos. Yes. The missing Martinos, um, Tina and Gina, have joined a the Cypress team um, Apollon for their Champions League run, um, brief as that may be. Um, both have played already, I think, um, over there. And Gina has scored at least one goal. Um, fellow Boston College graduate Kelly Henderson uh, went along with them. And and if you're keeping score for all the DiMartinos, um, you've got Vicky, who's still with Western New York, and you have... Uh, the youngest one, whose name I can't remember, who will be starting her college career at Boston College this fall. FYI. Now we've got them all covered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we all know where they're going. Um, so the, I, I'm sure there are other announcements that we're missing, but you, know, you don't come to us for announcements, particularly <laughs> about every single player. Especially um, accurate ones. Yeah. Uh, let's see. The 99ers documentary uh, is, is, is today, is tonight on, on ESPN. Uh, the 9 for 9 thing about 99ers. And there was a round table with um, Lean In, which I guess is an organization now, not just a baloney business, women's business book. Um, it has some good ideas. 
but totally ridiculous ideas as well. <laughs> um, uh, I actually watched the entire roundtable, and I liked it because they had a lot of wisdom, especially as older people no longer playing the sport and no longer being like, we want to inspire little girls. They were more like, well, how do you succeed in a, in a, in a kind of, in a, in a bubble that doesn't necessarily expect you to, or want you to, will actively try to make it so you don't succeed. There's some really good, there's, there's good stuff in there. Um, wisdom is wisdom. Even if it, it, comes, you know, from the same people you've been hearing it from for a long time. Uh, I don't think you would enjoy it, Ruth. <laughs> Probably not. I'm just going to take your word for all this and uh, and and let you continue, since you did watch Since I did watch it, yeah. Uh, I guess, like, the, the main driving force behind this was that 9 for 9, the documentary series, did not have anything on soccer. And Julie Foudy's, well, works for ESPN and is friends with a producer slash editor in that series. Um, and she had some special footage that she took while she was, while during that 99 World Cup run. Um, wow, how's that for parallelism? Yeah. It's just, it just, and to me that is, that is a fresh, frustrating thing that like, oh, we don't have soccer. Let's go to the only story that we can tell. Besides Hope Solo. Home like, videos. Right now, it's still the 99 World Cup. That's the only story that there is to tell. Because, I mean, it is... Uh, the 99 World Cup is obviously the most successful. You know, it's the most... It's, it's the... Groundbreaking? Fun, yeah, groundbreaking, plucky. It has the most you know, satisfying narrative, I guess, at, All those in, at the end. Nice, clean, white girls. <laughs> um, and anything you would do with Help Solo would just be kind of a bummer. <laughs> um, it's not... It's I mean, not going to inspire people. And it, which has also been told again and again. It just it just doesn't give you a great feeling on any end. Like, even, even, if, even though there was, you know, resolution and everybody kind of gets along and can work together now, it's just like... Mm. <laughs> this is still uncomfortable because we don't have a trophy at the end. Um, I don't know. I don't have cable right now, so I won't be able to watch it. But um, I'm sure it will be exactly the same as all the other 99-year specials. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I, there, There's... I don't like having like a grumpy feeling about them because you know they they did accomplish quite a bit. There's you know there's plenty of hyperbole, but there's a lot of you know good stuff in there. Uh, but hopefully after this we can let go. We can just let we can let go now, as as Alison Krauss once sung so beautifully. Um, and of course, speaking of letting go, as you wrote here, Ruth, yes, Powell. Has oh. been let go from uh, from England as England coach. As of this morning, yes. After 15 years, um, England has decided maybe it's time to look for a new coach. Uh, this has only been called for for a good five years now. I mean, I'm sure before that, but five years that people have been paying attention. 
Uh, and the hilarity is, everyone keeps bringing up Herdman's name. Yeah, I think I thought that was strange. I get that he's English, but he does have a job now, and it would be pretty uh, dickish of him to leave. <laughs> I don't know, maybe he's a dick. <laughs> but I don't think he is. Probably. But he's I mean, a cute one if he is, and so he's very he's forgivable. He's so handsome and well-dressed. Um, I think I don't, I don't think that England necessarily need Herdman. Uh, there's other. There's probably other coaches out there. I, I, he's just, you know, the well-dressed cute one. <laughs> it's uh, like, where does that leave Canada? Canada's going to be hosting the World Cup. Yeah. <laughs> you want to take their coach away. Yeah. This, I, I, I don't buy that. I don't buy Hasn't that. Hasn't Canada been through enough? <laughs> oh, poor Canada. Um... They're they're not part of this discussion. They'll be fine. Um, England, good for them. Good for them. It's so weird that, like, a coach leaving causes this many good feelings. Like, a coach Mm -hmm. well being fired. Really. Uh, And, uh, but, that's, that, that can only, I say it can only mean good things, but honestly... Um, considering the Heinrichs Ryan transition that the U.S. went through, you know, mm. who knows? Uh, it certainly it certainly means good things for other players. I think. Yeah, I think I think that's the main thing that everyone can agree on is that um, there's this really great potential for for new people to be brought in, and you know, possibly some people that. Have been on the radar, but um, have been kept out. So good luck, England. Uh-huh. <laughs> We're all uh, watching. <laughs> uh, and you just found out that Iceland's coach uh, decided to leave now? Yeah. Yeah. Um, because we were looking stuff up on UEFA and... Uh, and completely lost in the shuffle. At least I haven't seen it mentioned anywhere else. Um, Iceland's coach of seven years did some soul searching and decided that it was time to move on after, you know, um, after it, they've improved, obviously. Um, and they, they had an all right showing, I think, at, um, at the Euros. <laughs> Sorry, I blinked there for a second. <laughs> this is how much I pay attention to Europe. Um, but no, I mean, it, they made it to the Euros. They they did all right there. Um, but Iceland's coach is one of those guys that apparently knows that, you know, if you don't stay in one place forever, it's good for you and it's good for the team when you move on. So, mm-hmm. hey, it's pretty cool. Especially right on the heels of England finally kicking the hell off. <laughs> yeah, lots of lots of shakeup in Europe. So I mean, good, good on Europe because you know we we talked about Bruno Bini a while ago. Um, now everybody's waiting on Spain, mm-hmm. the next to fall, the next domino to fall. Um, it will be interesting to see the the spectrum. The, the I don't know the whatever. This is the year to do it. Um, you've only got two years to prep your your senior national team. Mm-hmm. Uh, go forth, Europe. <laughs> Excellent. Anyway, 
on to happy things, especially for Ruth. Yes. College season is here. It's back. We've, we've had after a whole year. So, so, um, so it's preseason. We've had some exhibitions for the past week or so. Probably a little more than a week, but the important ones were in the past week. Um, let's see. Virginia is up in Michigan because that's what they do um, during their preseason. Um, Santa Clara had some exhibition games and um, and won. Uh, <laughs> uh, I can't remember the score off the top of my head. doesn't matter because exhibitions are like three periods of 30 minutes each and they don't really count for anything. But um, the their, the Bronco Gisolva um, scored twice in exhibition. Was not a starter. Hopefully she'll get that starting spot. My fingers are crossed. Really excited about her. Um, really excited about all the Broncos, really. Um, so I'll try not to not to gush too much before they actually get their season rolling. Um, knock on wood, there's very few injury reports. Um, poor Broncos, but they're all they all mostly seem healthy right now, uh, which is awesome. Um, Notre Dame lost a freshman in her first 30 seconds on the field to an ACL tear. Very sorry to hear that. Um, And I think that's happened before. Sometime in the past five or six years to a Bronco. Um, But I can't remember which one. Let's see Lindsey Johnston. Johnston without a T. Um, Notre Dame won their exhibitions. They had a stomp. Stomping big stomping of Xavier um, and then we're 2-0 over Baylor um, and they open at home against Illinois this Friday uh, lots of home openers this Friday um, Penn State's got West Virginia and I'm really sorry I'm going to miss that one because Penn State versus West Virginia is always interesting um, they won their exhibitions um, with I, th- I think it was like Five, one or five two over eighty, um, and Weber scored twice, which is really good. I think it sets the tone for her this season. Um, Hayes also scored twice, um, which is to be expected of Hayes, who, by the way, is on the Mac Hermy, Mac Hermy, yes, on the Mac Hermy Kermy Award watch list. Um, but before we get there, how did Portland do? Portland had a 1-0 win over Portland State. Um, Danica Evans scored. She's going to be scoring a lot, I think. (laughs) She's going to be doing a lot of scoring. Um, What uh, year is she? She's a freshman. Um, Incoming freshman, there are 24 incoming freshmen, I believe. In the entire team. (laughs) No, no, there's there's like seven. (laughs) No. uh, There's... They're just a lot. It's Broncos have like, 11 this year. It, um, wow. <laughs> that is, that's is... That's the high side of average for them. Yeah, I didn't realize there was that much turnover. Um, they lost a couple people during the offseason to transfers, and I think just, you know, um, decisions not to continue with college soccer. Mm-hmm. But 11, like, yeah, that's seriously half your roster, Dan. That's a lot of people. 
Um, and Portland has their home opener versus Marquette this Friday. Marquette lost to an unranked Wisconsin 5-0. Um, okay. Uh, there will be fireworks at the home opener. I think I'll be going. I'm pretty sure I will. Yeah. Um, That's going to be an exciting win for Portland. Yeah. Uh I'm excited about the season. I'm, I'm happy. They, they're doing a ton of videos. I, I guess every team is doing a lot of videos, but um, and you know social media thingies. Uh, L'Oreal McCluskey is doing a blog. Uh, she is is as delightful as Cassie McCluskey, who is extremely delightful. Um, that's uh, it's pretty wonderful. <laughs> anyway, I'm I'm excited this season. Uh, who who is predicted to? Oh, Santa Clara was voted uh, to to win the WCC. Um, That's by an the coaches, choice. The coaches poll. Yeah, I was surprised it wasn't BYU. Um, but maybe people are just really hate BYU. <laughs> <laughs> they should. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think I think it's great that. Um, Portland and, and Santa Clara, you know, early on, they both of them get to hit up some some major teams. Um, Santa Clara doesn't get to play Notre Dame this year, but they're going to open against UNC, um, which is okay. But Portland gets to play against Stanford um, the same day as the NWSL final, which is awesome because it gives me something else to pay attention to. Uh, <laughs> and it's going to be a good game, I think. I think it's going to be... Oh, yeah. Portland-Stanford is always a good game. Always a good game. Um, It's been happening every year now, so... (laughs) Uh, It should be a closer game than uh, when Santa Clara plays Stanford. Yeah. Uh, So, moving on. Uh, I guess what we have the Mac Herman watch list now, which is literally only forwards. Um, no, no, it's just, it's just, obviously goal scorers are the ones who get on the watch list and the ones who typically (laughs) win, uh, the Mac Herman award. Uh, Your other option is, um, Tar Heels. Tar Heels. (laughs) Forwards and Tar Heels. Um, no, uh, there's nothing particularly (laughs) exciting on here. The one... One omission that is really strange is Morgan Brian, Brian Morgan. Um, Who's capped? Yeah. Like, you're not going to stick your golden child on maybe, the Mac Herman Trophy? She just, actually looked good this spring. This is like, if you look at the list, it's really long on the screen. So maybe they just forgot and, and, and somehow she got truncated. I don't know. Maybe because um, she's sometimes listed as a midfielder <laughs> no she, she's she's not on the list at all which is um i mean I think this is it's pretty predictable but then again that's what the mac herman trophy is about like just honoring the most predictably great player <laughs> that's it's not about like I I don't know what it's not about. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's just about you know the 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 greatest, but which which makes Morgan Bryan's omission kind of glaring. Um, 
but maybe they just didn't know where to put her. Um, just a lot of forwards. A lot of forwards. Uh, one, two, three. Surprisingly little Stanford. There is only one Stanford player, and it's not a real Stanford player. Mm-hmm. It's um, Taylor Uhl, who transferred in from Minnesota, I want to say. Yes. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, that's a little unusual. There's, um, there's, you know, the smattering of North Carolina. Uh, it's nice to see Julie Johnston on there. Um, uh, it's surprising to see. Carl. Yeah. <laughs> that's a surprise, too. <laughs> no Virginia uh, on this, on this list. Uh, My guess is 2014, we're going to see a a good handful of Virginia. At least two, if not more. Mm -hmm. Well, um, we'll we'll somehow link to the the full list, because we're literally looking at screenshots of of the YouTube video that the NCAA put up. um, Or NSCAA, sorry. Um... Yes, which neither of us have watched yet, but apparently there's an interview with, wait for it, Carrie Hanks. Carrie Hanks. Carrie Hanks, mystery, woman of mystery. Um, In the world, it's Carrie Hanks. We have found her, you guys. We've done it. We've done it before. We can do it again. Uh, Anyway, I think that's about it. Yeah. For us. Anything else you can think of? I don't know. I'm feeling a lot happier than I was at the beginning of the podcast. That's good. <laughs> I'm up and down. Uh, but you're any, going any, to Texas. Good things uh, are going to happen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, anything you want to leave our listeners with? Mm-hmm. Hopefully next time we'll have a big surprise for them. Big surprise? Yeah, me too. That's what I'm looking forward to. Big surprises. Mm-hmm. Big things. Big things. Anyway. All right. With that train whistle, we are out. Uh, And we'll see you fine listeners, uh, well, some other week. Yes. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Imagination ain't kind, almost